0: podcast where we
1: discuss anything and everything disney i'm angela and i'm joe and today we are celebrating our 250th episode
0: no way yes it is hard to
1: think that we've been doing 250 of these
0: well yeah and isn't it i mean foreshadowed but isn't this five years that yes
1: five years so yeah, it's interesting because this uh past week was Animal Kingdom's 25th anniversary. So there was a lot of celebrations going on on Earth Day a couple days ago because Animal Kingdom opened on Earth Day. And actually, interestingly enough, our first episode was talking about Animal Kingdom's 20th birthday. So we've been doing this for five years. That episode came out uh, May 14th, 2018. So coming up on five years here, but we've been doing 250 episodes. So we just kind of celebrate birthdays like animal kingdom does pretty pretty crazy to think of, of our first episode was their 20th and now they're celebrating 25 and we're celebrating 250 episodes
0: so where's my cake because you know i do most of the work for this podcast yeah it's okay <laughs> we'll, we'll get a cake with 250
1: <laughs> candles on it or five oh yeah what well yeah i guess only five you know
0: what just jumping from one news item to the next maybe i'll start to look like maleficent's dragon with all of those those fire those candles on it i,
1: I will <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say it's really five years, so we still only have five candles. But in my mind, two hundred fifty candles looks better. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what. But you're right. We'll we'll get to this news uh, in a second. But I do want to say uh, yes, it is our two hundred fiftieth episode. Want to thank all of our listeners who have been here from the beginning. Maybe new listeners that just started. If you've been here from the beginning and you've listened to us for two hundred fifty episodes, you deserve some sort of. You cake. deserve a
0: medal. Yeah, for because sure. Because we've definitely gotten better. Yeah,
1: but whatever you may have started, I uh, just want to thank everybody for their support uh, and continued support as we continue to go forward here. Um, so this this week we're going to kind of talk about some of our favorite moments at Disney or related to Disney. So we're going to kind of c- count down our top five. And I don't know that I can keep it to five. I'm still kind of editing yeah. uh, as we're going here, but but we're going to touch on the Disney news first. So as you mentioned. And a a great segue there about fire. Um, (laughs) Maleficent's Dragon over at Disneyland, the phantasmic, caught on fire. And I got to say the Maleficent's Dragon has major fire problems because at Walt Disney World, the one in the Festival of Fantasy Parade caught fire a few years ago. Um, Thankfully, nobody was hurt at Disneyland. I actually saw today that Disney has suspended any sort of fire effects that are similar to this for the time being across all of the parks just so they can kind of investigate because, again, it seems like, especially with Maleficent's Dragon, this happens a lot, but, yeah, pretty crazy footage to see it completely on fire.
0: Well, it's happened enough times now that you might start thinking, like, we've been pretty lucky that nobody's been injured. So maybe we need to take a step back and think about this a little bit more so that we can go, like, make sure that people stay uninjured going forward.
1: Yeah, or however, you know, and I'm guessing, again, they, they kind of talked about that they're suspending similar effects. So, however, the system that produces the fire, there's obviously something that can. Become faulty in it, and you know, they, they need to investigate this, but but yeah, pretty, um, pretty incredible footage to see that. So, I imagine Fantasmic over at Disneyland will probably be closed for a while, or maybe it'll come back without the dragon. So, we'll, we'll see no real details on that yet. But
0: if you haven't seen the video of it, it's crazy looking because the, um, the dragons like there's fire coming out of the dragon's eye holes. So it it's like a very like eerie, cool looking visual for lack of a better word, but it looks really interesting. And again, I'm sure it was horrifying, but just an interesting video to check out.
1: All right. then the other piece of news uh, going over to Walt Disney world is that Disney announced they are going to be updating and redoing, refreshing the cabins over at Fort wilderness. So, 350 plus cabins are going to be replaced and actually as part of this they're going to be making it a dvc resort now so i believe it's going to be the 17th uh, dvc resort so kind of interesting uh, over at fort wilderness you already have a dvc resort there so i guess the the one they were going to build the reflections lakeside lodge um, that they kind of started on and then stopped. I guess that's officially done that that's not going to happen, that they're now moving forward with making the cabins, um, something that are going to be DVC. So it'll be interesting. It kind of seems like they're almost using shipping containers for these cabins.
0: That's what I thought they looked like too,
1: which is uh, definitely a different vibe than what's currently there. Um, it's definitely much more rustic and cabiny looking. So it'll be interesting to see how they do this. Um, and how people kind of react to it. Because again, Fort Wilderness Lodge having a shipping container. I know some people do shipping containers for tiny homes. So you can definitely, if you theme it correctly, I think you can make it work, but it mm. will remain to be seen how Disney themes this. Uh, and also because based on their current trend of not really theming stuff really well, um, it'll be interesting to see how this comes out. Well,
0: yeah, I was going to say, I mean, a lot of the the artwork makes it seem like they're making them ultra modern, which again, I don't. I kind of like, but that is kind of removing a bit of the Disney out of it, especially that resort. Right. So I'm I'm sure that there's a lot of people that are not going to be very happy with this. And again, they've got to find a way to keep it very like niche in Disney, because otherwise, it's just going to seem like anywhere else. But I'd like to stay there. I mean, I I would like to stay at Fort Wilderness.
1: Yeah. It, when again, there's there's Fort Wilderness. You have the DVC at Fort Wilderness, and now you're gonna have the cabins which are going to be separate DVC. So it is interesting that Disney's kind of ramping up DVC again. I mean, we're getting a new tower at the Poly. They're making the cabins a resort. You know, over at Disneyland, they just opened a new tower. So it seems like Disney's trying to build up DVC again, I guess, because, you know, to kind of keep people interested keep demand you have to kind of constantly be putting more and more points in the system and instead of building new resorts it's interesting that they're just taking existing ones and kind of either building a new tower or changing some things so i think it'll be interesting to see if they continue with that at some of the other resorts um or if they actually do eventually go and build like a whole new one um, we did have one question um from a listener over on our instagram or at enchanted ears podcast over there so from alexis in Neverland asked any overseas Disney trips planned. So not yeah. currently.
0: <laughs> yeah, not currently. Um, I don't know, man. We we've talked about a lot of the parks. we
1: yeah, so where where would you want to go if we did if we did have a overseas trip planned, which park would you want to go to?
0: Well, I mean, we haven't gone to the two in China. So that's yeah, see, yeah, I, that, I would
1: I would rather go back to Tokyo. I'd rather go back to Tokyo Disney versus going to Shanghai or Hong Kong. If I had a trip planned next, now, I want, and obviously I'd want to wait till Fantasy Springs open, but for me, that's where I'd want to go. But yeah, unfortunately, no overseas uh, trips planned. But thanks for that question. If anybody else has a question they'd like us to answer, you can ask us over on Instagram, like I said, at Enchanted Ears Podcast over there, or on our website, enchantedears.com slash podcast question. All right, so let's jump into our main topic again for our 250th episode. We're going to be talking about our favorite memories, uh, events, things that we've done over these past, you know, 5 years plus Uh, that relate to Disney, either in the Disney theme parks or maybe um, somehow related to Disney with like an Adventures by Disney, something like that, traveling to Disney parks internationally. Um, Angela, I will let you go first because, again, I'm having a hard time cutting it down to five. And I know we agreed to only do five here. So, so I, uh, I'll let you go first because I think I need some time to reshuffle mine to kind of come up with, with a hard five, but then probably that's going to backfire on me because you'll probably say something that I want to add. will make it even tougher, but, but let's go. So what, what are your uh, top five Disney moments?
0: So my number five was going over to Japan and just seeing the this, this spin on some different rides that they had there. And specifically the ride that really stuck out to me and it kind of like has manifested itself in other areas of my life now is Pooh's Honey Hunt. I really- Hold up. <laughs> hold up.
1: Pooh's Honey Hunt has manifested into your life? <laughs> so you went to Tokyo Disneyland and you rode Pooh's Honey Hunt. And had a life-changing experience thanks to Winnie the Pooh. That is pretty impressive. I see why that's number five.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I was just so impressed by the ride. I thought it was a really interesting. I mean, it wasn't even an, an exciting sort of ride. It's just Pooh's like,
1: honey hunt is great.
0: Well, no, I'm I'm saying it's not a thrill ride. You know, no, it's just yeah, not it's, thrill. it's an not omni mover. Yeah. Well, it's not an omni mover, it's but it's, it's a trackless ride
1: that's, vehicle. I I I want to say it's kind of little sidetrack here. That's the first trackless ride Disney's ever built. And it is better than remy oh yeah way better than remy i think it's better than mickey and minnie's i think the only one it's not better than is rise of the resistance just because rise of the resistance they spent like 10 times as much money on and it's two floors and all the sets and everything like that but Pooh's honey hunt other than that's the best trackless ride and it's the first one they ever built
0: yeah i think that you know what for the amount of money they spent on it and the amount of hype that maybe it doesn't get, I think it's better than Rise. And again, I'm not saying I don't think Rise is a great ride, because I do. But it is just so interesting that the way like some of the illusions work, the way that you go into a, the room, like the room where he is dreaming, and you move throughout that room, it is just a really cool ride. And up until this point in my life, I don't know what it was. I think that... I never gave Winnie the Pooh the time of day. I never really. So is this
1: your transcending experience? I think this, is this was it. Is this how it happened? This is okay. slowly
0: how like Winnie the Pooh has, has got come in his way. So
1: now you have Winnie the Pooh lounge my- fly, Winnie the Pooh sweatshirts. You have Winnie the Pooh everything now no, I, because I, of this ride.
0: I would say, I think this is when it started. Like he's, he crept in there. He slid into my DMS a little bit and he was just like, Hey Angela, like, I think that you actually do think I'm adorable. You love bears already. You think bears are like the cutest animals. And why don't you, why don't you pay attention to me a little bit more? And I said, you know what, Winnie the Pooh, you are correct.
1: Oh, bother.
0: Yeah. You are quite adorable. So I I think
1: I I will say, I mean, that's, that's a great moment and I think that's also a great encapsulation of how Disney does stuff where they do something <laughs> really well and then you immediately it go and buy love all more. the merchandise from it and they get so much more money out of you mm-hmm. because again, now you're like, I got to be head to toe, you know, just decked out with Winnie the Pooh because of this ride.
0: Well, I will say, Loungefly makes the best Winnie the Pooh bags. I don't think that almost any other character gets the same amount of like same level of Cuteness as lounge flies, Winnie the Pooh. They poop do, eggs. yeah, they
1: do a nice job with Winnie the Pooh. All right, that's a pretty good one for five. That's I can't wait to hear the rest of these to to top them. I did not have Winnie the Pooh anywhere in mind, so th- this is good because it doesn't make my it'll, name more difficult. It'll vary
0: a little bit. Yeah. All right. My number four, and I think I'm going to cheat on this one a little bit, is just all of the different experiences, like the behind the scenes experiences that we have done. Oh, so you're lumping in them all together, Disney World. Yes. Yeah, see, okay. I'm going to cheat. I right. see right. on my list here, I have listed Keys to the Kingdom, but That's I was just one. thinking that, you know. I really, really enjoyed the surfing experience over at Typhoon Lagoon. Oh, no. That's a, oh, I, really I forgot that one. I really enjoyed the Animal Kingdom one that we did. I enjoyed the behind the scenes and learning about um, living with the land. Stop.
1: Stop. My list is getting longer. It's supposed <laughs> to get shorter as we go through this. I forgot about some of these. Uh, this is not going to go. But yeah, the surfing one was great.
0: Yeah, it was amazing. And again, that surfing is something, you know, living not near the coast and living on the closer to the East Coast of the United States, like we don't really have that surfing culture that the West Coast has. And it's something I've always wanted to try, but really never had the opportunity to try. And so I was really thankful to have kind of a controlled environment to do that in.
1: Yeah. And just for people who may not be familiar, we're talking about surfing and Disney, like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Um, at Typhoon Lagoon, you can take surfing lessons before uh, Typhoon Lagoon's open. So you do have to go there pretty early. I think it's like six in the morning. Yeah, I think it was like six. Um, because it's for like three hours. I mean, it's a pretty decent thing. There, you know, there's a small group of you. But to your point, the nice thing is it's on um, their wave machine. So they have consistent mm-hmm. waves every single time. So you go and you probably get, you know, 12 10, 15, 15 waves yeah. to try and so it's it is nice if, if again for people who have never surfed never tried surfing it's it's a way to have it in a controlled environment very consistent if you fall you're in a pool like it's not like you're in the middle of the ocean so yeah, that's a lot of fun I would love to do that again I want
0: to do it again too because I think Both of us, I think, got to a similar point where we were able to kind of get up on the board very unstably. Not me. me. I fell over every time. I know I got up at one point, and I think I was probably up for like 1.5 seconds and then face planted into the board. So I didn't do super well, but I was able to at least get on my feet onto twos. Which I was pretty proud of. But yeah, I would like to try again because I'd love to be able to kind of stand up and get in the couch, into the crouch like doogie lo-ha style. Like I I wanna oh, surfing, look
1: yeah. I wanna
0: look that cool. You
1: got a ways to go to get oh, to that I level.
0: Such a ways to go.
1: But yeah, I mean I I don't think I was able to stand up on the board. So I I, I have some room for improvement. Yeah, but all, all the tours are are absolutely great.
0: Yeah, but the Case of the Kingdom one, I I, I kinda go just to circle back to that before I move on. I think that one was just so cool because you learn about the Utilidors. You know that the Magic Kingdom's on the second floor, but it is so cool to see them. And again, it, there's nothing special about them. I mean, they are just tunnels underneath. But it is really cool just to see
1: tunnels. Well,
0: okay, again, it's like a
1: whole office building underneath the Magic Kingdom. It's crazy.
0: I mean, it's I'd say it's more than like an office building. I don't know. It's just like yeah, it's tunnels and a whole like offices, and it, it is crazy to see how they've built this entire ecosystem and people are running around underground like ants and you can get to the different sections and how it's all color coded like the organization of it because I'm not an organized person is mind blowing and it is something that I think that you could go back again and again like we had a really spectacular guide and I bet if we got a different guide we'd probably get slightly different information I love learning about the windows I mean it, it was just a lot of really great disney history and you know kind of feeling like a vip getting access to things you don't normally get access to
1: that is a tour so i think a lot of the tours aren't necessarily super repeatable the surfing one yes, yes. because that that's you can go to i'd
0: do all of them again
1: but but i'm saying like if you did the behind the seeds tour as much as i love living with the land yeah. you're you're going to hear the same thing every time you're going to see the same stuff so even with wild african trek like it's going to be different because the animals may be doing something different, but it's the same kind of beats. The keys to the kingdom tour is one that I would go back and do it at different times of the day because we went first thing in the morning before the park even opened. So we were in Adventureland alone before the park even opened, which was an incredible experience. But if you would go midway through the day, there's going to be people in the parks. So, there's going to be different things going on. The Utilidors are going to have different people. Maybe it's near close to a parade and you get to see some of the performers oh walking gosh, through. Like, yes. like when we went, there weren't we necessarily a lot of people anything. down there. Yeah. And so I think that you're going to get a very different experience. You know, they talked about they have, like you you ride a few rides, but it could change if one rides down or something. You know, like they, yeah. they have different things to do. So that is one where, yeah, you know, we did it early in the day. I would like to do it maybe, you know, Late in the day, like, I don't know how late you could do it, but maybe could you be there around when they're doing fireworks and you get to see how some of that stuff works or midday like that? That one is definitely one that has a lot of variability to it,
0: right? My number three is adventures by Disney. So going and doing an adventures by Disney, we did the Portugal one. That was really a lot of fun. It was a country where, again, a lot of people we didn't really realize did speak English, but still there was so much going on behind the scenes and uh, they took care of all of it for us. Our two, uh, Lori and Philippa, were our two guides. They were fantastic. I really enjoyed myself and it was just nice to know that we could get on a bus, we could fall asleep, we didn't have to worry about plans or connections or where we were going or what we were doing. And It was pretty stress-free. And then doing things, we got access to places and doing things that if you would travel to Portugal, you would likely not get access to. I mean, we were going out by bus a couple hours and going to a small farm and a a vineyard. And um, it was just a really cool experience and I would love to do more adventures by Disney. I'm really, here's looking at the one in Ecuador. I want to do that. And I want to do the China one too. It was just a really fantastic experience. It's really expensive to do them, but if you can afford to do them, I would suggest doing them because it was just, I felt like I, because we were with a local also, I felt like we learned more of the culture, which is an aspect of trips that specifically like foreign, like when we went to Japan, you could, you picked up on elements of their culture, but because we had a local with us always, like I felt like that was a little bit more innate. She talked about it a little bit more and I, and I, I think it was more enjoyable because of it.
1: Yeah. Speaking of expensive adventures by Disney, they're actually having one this summer where Joe roadies going
0: Oh yes. um,
1: in the, in the Arctic, I think it's the Arctic. It's north. So, the, yeah, that's Arctic. Yeah. Antarctica is in the south. So, um, that's an expensive trip to begin with. But I looked up, I was like, oh, I want to go with Joe Rody. It's like a cruise and everything. It's $15,000 a person because Joe Rody's coming along with you. I mean, that one, I think, costs around like ten grand normally. So, it's an extra like $5,000 to go. But if anybody's interested and you want to hang out with Joe Rody for a week, because there's not going to be many people there. So, you're going to definitely get an opportunity <laughs> to talk to Joe Rody and spend a lot of time with them. Uh, it's in July. But yeah, it's fifteen thousand dollars.
0: So you were looking for something to get for me for our ten-year anniversary.
1: That's way too much money. It's fifteen thousand dollars. You it's mean crazy. you can't
0: even give me a? Th- oh, I guess that's not even. That's more than a thousand dollars per year. That yeah, it I've is. Yeah,
1: I'll give. I'll give you. a <laughs> – stay with me. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I'll give you ten grand. You still need five grand to come up with, but. Um, but I'm taking five grand away because it's. You refer to it as staying with me. So <laughs> – But yeah, but but Adventures by Disney are, are a lot of fun. So, all right. All right. So we're on your second one.
0: My top two were definitely battling it out for number one because I think both of them were so significantly important and special and I really enjoyed them both so much and they both actually happened within like a month and a half of each other. Oh, wow. Okay. But... The first, so my number two, I would say, was doing the dopey challenge. I think. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That overall, for me, that experience, and that is not even just including going to and run the Disney parks and running it. It was the fact of I had to follow a training program. I had to really buckle down. It kind of gave me something to do every day. Like I felt all you
1: did was run for like four months. It felt like it, was. it, it, it was running.
0: It was a lot. I mean, it was a ton of work and I mean, obviously I'm not, I'm back to like normal amounts of working out now. Oh,
1: you run two, you run a half marathon every weekend. I wouldn't call that normal,
0: but okay. So I run more, I run more than I think the average bear, but especially since I don't really the have average anything. poo bear. Would you say? <laughs> yes, I'd say the average poo bear. Because
1: he does not run at all. He's just looking for honey.
0: <laughs> but you know what, though, you can have honey while you're on your runs. You're because you are running so far that that high sugar content is actually great for energy. See, this is why I I run.
1: But poo just eats the honey and then doesn't do the run. <laughs> that's what I like. That's that's my that's my motto. All right, but continue. anyway, Sorry. so
0: going back to like. The training program, it was it was tough. I actually really appreciated just knowing every day what it was that I was doing since I was following something specific. And I felt like I was in really good shape. Like I, And but also it was just proving to myself that I can do something that was pretty hard. I mean, it was not easy every day. I didn't want to do it. I managed to get into good enough shape that I felt really good doing the Dopey Challenge, and then it was just really incredible to run every single race. To run my first marathon in Disney, that was super special. The other it's thing something you'll
1: always remember. It's yeah. an accomplishment that you'll always remember, and an accomplishment that's a super impressive feat that like you can tell people about. Like it's it, nobody's ever going to be able to diminish that.
0: Right? Yeah. I mean, it is kind of similar to running. Like, I mean, I trained for an ultra marathon. I trained for a fifty k. So it is similar to running like a like an ultra marathon kind of distance because you're doing it in consecutive days and it is that's difficult to do so I I do think that I'm really proud of that and it's something that I feel like it was just made more special because it was at Disney and I got to see the characters and interact with cool people like meeting a woman who had run every single dopey challenge like I talked to her on the way walking to my corral and, and for the marathon and I, we did a Joe did a whole we did a whole episode about the Dopey Challenge. Um, you can hear me talk a little bit more about that. But I just think all in all, it was a really incredible experience. I definitely want to go back and potentially do it again. Um,
1: You'll totally do it again.
0: <laughs> and I totally going to do it. And again. one thing that really made me like excited about it is just the fact that I could see in you. Also, that you were pretty impressed.
1: Like, I, I feel How like... How could you not be impressed? <laughs> you ran 48 miles in four but, days. But it was like... Super impressive. Not only
0: impressive, but I, I could see that I kind of inspired you, which I think in our relationship, I feel like a lot of times you inspire me to do things, but I could see in like... You even said after, like, I think I can run a marathon. Like, I'd like to run the oh, Disney no. Marathon now. And I, I should
1: have never said that. You're gonna get a big head now, thinking you're an inspiration <laughs> to me. Oh no, I take it all back. I take it all back. You're that- gonna, you're gonna leave. You're gonna think I don't need you as a co-host. <laughs> I, I'm an inspiration. I can do this all by myself. No, it it really was. It, it was inspiring to see that. And I think, I mean, you, yes, but I think even just being there, because like for the marathon. I kind of followed you around. So I, I went to different spots yes. and, and kind of got ahead of you so I could see you, you know, run through for you know a couple seconds. But seeing everybody else do that, and, and I went out early mm-hmm. in Magic Kingdom and I stood there for a half an hour, you know, waiting for just the first people to come through. And to see like everybody's face as they ran through, because um it was kind of right when you got in Magic Kingdom, and there was a ton of people there. So anytime anybody came in, people were cheering, p- people had signs. Yes. To see the runners' faces of just how happy they were, and even though again they're running, you know, it's like ten miles in already, <laughs> and they're so happy. Rolling and and then at the finish line, just seeing all the people come through, like that whole thing, it was inspiring to see the people do that and just realize, like, look what they can accomplish, and mm-hmm. and you, yeah, doing the whole dopey times, what you can accomplish. It really is. Inspiring, And I've never been... Every time we've done a race, we've done it together. So I've yeah. always been running. So I haven't been able to ever be like a spectator at a race. Mm-hmm. So it was really... It was really interesting to, to see that and have that experience. And yeah, d- definitely got me thinking, I don't want to do the dopey for sure. I'm not doing that <laughs> much because I don't want to have to train like you did. That's really like the thing. I don't have to run that often. I did
0: train more than I yeah, probably needed not
1: ha- I don't have to run that often, but but definitely it has got me thinking about potentially doing a marathon down at Disney. Because again, it's th- there's something special about doing it down I there. I was going to say, would
0: you, would you consider like because one of the things that I want to do now after doing that one, because I, I kind of wanted to save my first marathon for Disney. I don't know when the next one is that I potentially want to run, but I do think I want to try to do – boston and i want to try to do new york i don't know that i want to try to hit the qualifying times because i'm gonna to have to run way faster than i enjoy running but would you would you have interest in doing either of those or no just disney? none of them i'm just gonna do disney
1: <laughs> and then i'm done said i did it and then then we'll move I, on so
0: i do think like it was interesting to see all the people along main street and people cheering along now, the maybe way.
1: after i run one i could change my mind but now as i'm yeah. thinking like i'm gonna do one of these yeah it's gonna be disney i
0: mean i, I know that like for those big marathons like Boston and New York, I mean, people come out in mass to support, um, the runners. So I I do think that that has an equally cool experience experience, but without the characters, um, and but you, like the thing that is really interesting, and I see this a lot of times on the running Instagram pages and stuff that I follow is it's like, you know, if you lose your your faith in humanity, go go run a marathon or go to a marathon because a lot of times like people just coming out to support each other, it's really it's really um, you know, heartening. And then my number one is the Star Cruiser. Uh
1: doing the Star Cruiser, wow, doing the house. Number Halcyon. one, that's crazy. Yeah. I'm surprised that that's your top moment.
0: Yeah, I I think that it was just, there was a lot of different things about that that I thought was really fun. First of all, it was a unique experience. You know, I'd never like, I mean, it's essentially like LARPing. I've never done that kind of thing before. I was really nervous about doing that. and I I You do go
1: in it with nerves because it it is unlike anything you've ever done. And you're like, I've been to theme parks before, but like. How's this gonna go? Like, yeah, but it go You kind of that melts away pretty quick.
0: Well, you wonder how hard people are gonna go. Like, yeah. are they gonna look at you like, hey, that person's kind of weird, or are they gonna be like even more into Star Wars? Like, I was worried about. I'm a casual Star Wars fan going in. Like, are you going to know enough? Am I going to know enough to be able to understand what's going on? I was really worried about that going in, and I found, like, it was pretty comfortable, so I got over that relatively quickly. You know, the other part of that is just meeting like-minded people. Like, we made friends on the Star Cruiser, and we still talk to them. Like, we talk to them. We interact with them. We're going on a Disney trip with them. And just that ability to, like, meet people that you have that much in common with, because you guys are, you're all... You're, you're willing to go all in on something that you really enjoy. Like that is invaluable to me because it, it can be hard in, in regular life meeting people that you have that kind of like commonality with. It gave me the ability to kind of come out of my shell a little bit. And then also like meet up with people that I really enjoy like talking to and spending time with. So I, I think that all in all, it was really great. Now is the star is, is the halcyon perfect? No, I wouldn't say that, but Is it really an awesome experience that I would do again in a heartbeat? Also, yes. Oh, wow. You'll do it
1: again? (laughs) Okay. I was going to ask you that. Would you do it again? Uh, Because I would definitely love to go back. So it's good to hear that. You would like to go back as well. So, I won't have to do a lot of convincing uh, to get you to go back. So, well, listen,
0: I used to think that you booked too many Disney trips. Um, and now there's no
1: such thing as too many Disney yeah, trips.
0: Yeah. But now I'm kind of like, but when are we going to Disney World
1: though? The good list. I'm, I am surprised that was your number one. I will say, um, listening to you, I think I got my list down but I did I did reorder some. I think I I think I knocked one out and moved one in to my top 5. Ooh. So, I I am I glad bet, I went second here.
0: I bet that as I listen to yours I'm like, "Oh, knock off my number 5 and my number 4." So, I think my top 3 are really solid. Yeah, now.
1: you're yeah, you're you're solid. So, so my top 5 And again, this this is a big list. It was tough for me to think about this. because um, we've done a lot of a, a lot of really interesting things at Disney parks or kind of in relation to Disney. Um, And I've had a lot of really good memories and moments at Disney with Mm -hmm. you uh, and without you. Um, Some of these (laughs) things on the list.
0: Top five lists are going to Disney parks without me.
1: Yeah. You're, you're not in all of these. (laughs) You know what? My number
0: one is going for the three V three tournament. When I went without you, that's what it was. And then getting given an apple by a random person and eating it. And it wasn't poisoned.
1: I was going to say, if there's any place you should not eat an apple given to you by a person, it's at a Disney this, park.
0: This is all true, though. But I will, I
1: will say, my number one actually does not involve you. So,
0: so rude. So just so rude. You know what? Just as a I, I doubled down on what I said earlier about ten years of putting up with you. Oh my gosh! All right,
1: all right. So, so my my fifth greatest experience moment is traveling to Japan and going to Tokyo Disney, Tokyo Disney Sea.
0: Wait, you did that without
1: me? No, I said my number one was without you. What? I said my top Wait, experience was without you. I didn't even you. hear
0: that. That went way over oh, my yeah. head. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's yeah, so number one. rude.
1: So we'll get to that one. But yeah, so, so number five was going to Disneyland and Disney Sea. Now, you specifically talked about Pooh's Honey Hunt, the transformational experience <laughs> that turned you into a Winnie the Pooh lover riding that ride. I think uh, they're called Pooh heads. <laughs> Moving on. So <laughs> So I, I enjoyed going there. That was our first international Disney Park. Yes, going to that. So that holds kind of like a special place for me. And everything you've heard about Disney Sea, is true. Like going into it, you, you hear so much hype of like, it's the greatest thing Disney's ever done. It's the best park Disney sees on another level. And you're going to like, it can't be that good. Like it's going to be such a letdown for me. It was everything. People made it out to be. And more, there is some sort of magic at Disney Sea, at Tokyo, Disney in general, that I absolutely loved it. I would go back there and, in a heartbeat. I almost, I feel like outside of Walt Disney world, Tokyo is probably the place I would go to anytime. Now it's obviously much more expensive and much more difficult to get to Tokyo. But like, if you told me, Hey, okay. You're, you know, Disney World's the place you go to the most, but Disneyland in California or Tokyo I'd rather I'd say Tokyo. I'd rather go there. It's Disney enough but with a twist to it and again Tokyo Disney Sea is so incredible um, And then especially once I open that fantasy Springs expansion, th- there was there was just some sort of magic about it that I I would love to go back.
0: Well, the interesting part, too, is when we went, a lot of their major attractions That's were closed. Yeah. Like, we didn't see, I think, it was right b- Sinbad. Yeah, it and was right before also the Olympics, so they, they were doing a lot of renovations. And they were working on the giant mountain structure. Like, they had scaffolding Yeah, all so over Journey it. to
1: the Center of the Earth was open, Yes, but the exterior of it uh, had scaffolding, so it wasn't kind of like in the, its full glory. Yes. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, so we missed some of that. I think there was a train that was also really hyped that was also closed for us. So there was a lot. Oh, yeah, lot. the Disneyland
1: Railroad. I forgot about mm-hmm. that.
0: There was a lot that was not open for us. And so I would like to go back and see that. And you're right. There's like a certain different level over there. Now, there were some things that like culturally, like there are some places, um, I think it was at Sea where they don't like you taking pictures. I, th-
1: I believe they've completely banned vlogging. Yeah, they, they definitely do not want you to take... Uh, you can't take photos on rides um and definitely you're not supposed to take like photos if there's other guests around but i think they've like tried to ban vlogging too where they don't want you again disturbing the other guests right there.
0: yeah like again you know it is a different cultural thing it's just it's just coming from you know i yeah. you come from walt so disney far, world and everybody you're so far there away. It,
1: well yeah well yeah i mean coming from walt disney world where everybody probably every fifth person there is, is vlogging their experience yeah. um, or going taking there. tons
0: of pictures yeah
1: but like it's, it's almost better and then you got duffy mania over oh my there goodness. Oh, okay so
0: again the women that i would see and they had that like um that like kawaii kind of situation going on where there would be women that had just bags that were covered with the cute little keychain stuffed animals that they sell over there and it was just i don't know like just next level Um, just do Disney fan and Duffy fans. A lot of them were Duffy bags and just how like cute they like a lot of people went and dressed. I don't know. I just loved it. Like it it was,
1: it it was, it was great. I kind
0: of think that like my anxiety was very high. Just being in a place where I felt very like I I couldn't communicate effectively. I would like to go back because I think that I didn't appreciate the whole of it as much as I wanted to. I think that's the other
1: thing. That's definitely a place where like the first time you go. And just Japan in general, it's like a cultural shock. Yes, it's and, yeah. and you learn a lot just being there. And so I feel like, yeah, I'm gonna go back and we're gonna know, like, we're gonna know what to expect a lot better. And so I feel like you're gonna have an even better experience the second time you go.
0: Exactly. Uh, but
1: yeah, de- definitely loved it. So that was number five. Uh, so my fourth greatest moment was Savi's workshop. Uh, yeah. I've talked a lot about this on the podcast, but the first time at Galaxy's Edge, going to savi's workshop building a lightsaber like something came over me during that experience <laughs> i for a second felt like i was a force user and i actually built this lightsaber and i now had the power of the force and could wield a lightsaber which is absolutely incredible for somebody you know an adult to you know go that deep and believe it just shows you how well that experience was done And how good of a job Disney did with that. And like, I always remember that. I've not gone back to build another lightsaber because part of me is like, that was lightning in a bottle. I almost don't want to go back and have. I'll go
0: back and build a lightsaber. Yeah, and like
1: have that experience like ruined to a certain extent. But I definitely would like to go back because. Now they have new lightsabers there, and they, they look pretty cool. So I would kind of like to get another <laughs> one. But but it was. It was something so magical about it, and it's kind of like you always want to remember that in, like, the best possible light. And so you're kind of worried, like, oh, if I go back and it's maybe not as good, like, I'm going to yeah. be like, ah, maybe that wasn't It's like as don't fun. meet
0: your heroes, but. Yeah, but,
1: <laughs> but it, it, it was so great, and that was definitely – uh, just a highlight for me, and again, something I think I'm I'm always gonna remember I'm and actually, look fondly back on. I'm
0: actually surprised that that one's only your number four because you raved so much about it after. And then you know, I've, I've only seen you like emotional a couple times on a relationship, and you you were borderline, I, some, I think, almost in tears. Like I you were, a,
1: I had some mist in my eyes there when uh, when Yoda spoke to me. I, I will admit it. Yeah, so, so I think
0: that you just really great like experience. you just bought into it a lot I did. and. And it was really cool to see because you you. I'm glad you were the one who did that experience because I think it was more meaningful to you than it would have been to me at the time. I am
1: too, yeah, because you weren't big in Star Wars then. That yeah. was pre Star Wars. But Cruiser. it was
0: fun to just kind of stand back and watch it all happen and
1: watch you know. Oh yeah, and
0: like I, I filmed a lot of of what ha- like what happened. Yeah, you, you were
1: a part of it. Yeah, you were still in there. So yeah, that, that was number four. Uh, again, I had a hard time like ranking these in order so yeah maybe some other days it would be higher than that all right but number three i'm with you adventures by disney going to portugal Mm -hmm. i i felt like this one had to be in here somewhere because it was it was such a hey core memory we'll talk inside out terms
0: here i love it i
1: mean that that trip It was such a big trip. It was our first trip to Europe. It was our first time doing adventures by Disney. You know, we kind of really didn't know what to fully expect. I think, at least for me, it exceeded my expectations just in terms of the quality and the play. Like, again, I love stuff. The one reason I love Walt Disney World now, a lot of the stuff is gone because you don't have Magical Express anymore. You know, they don't take your luggage to the airport. But I really, you know, a few years ago, whenever we... kind of went to Disney as adults the first time together. That's kind of really when I bought into Disney's because we went to Walt Disney World, we got off the plane, our luggage was taken for us, there was a bus there for us. Like everything was taken care of and planned. And I like planning, but when I'm on the trip, I, I don't like to have to worry about all that stuff. It's nice to be taken care of. So when Disney World did that, I was like, this is great. I love this place. Now, again, some of that stuff is is gone, but um, we at least know what we're doing now, so it's yeah. not like it's not hard to plan. But Adventures by Disney was like that. It's like you get you get there, and they basically have everything else taken care of for you. It's like, what do you want to eat? This is what we're going to do. You don't have to worry about anything. We'll tell you where you need to be, when you need to be, <laughs> and everything. Yep. And it it was fabulous. And I I loved it for that reason. And I think it's a great way to plan a trip if you want to see a place and you don't want to have to worry about, again, how am I going to get here? How am I going to go see this mm-hmm. you know experience? And you, you get to see a lot of, like you mentioned, really cool, unique stuff that you want to get to see as a regular tourist. Uh, and on top of that, Portugal was great. So I think, I mean, all this stuff mm-hmm. you, know, you said, it, it was just an incredible experience overall. Um, and definitely one where I'm with you like to go back and do another adventures by disney
0: and also you know we can't we can't discount the fact that we upended going to france and going to disneyland paris to that trip so that was even though we didn't li- i didn't list that as something that was on my list i kind of see them almost as one and the same
1: yeah no definitely and and uh it, yeah it was kind of like one big trip but yeah I, I think the the portugal piece of it that um was really cool. and the, the fact those adventures by disney i think was a was a bigger moment for me all right, another one that, that we share here. So my second one is the Galactic Star Cruiser. <laughs> and again, I think kind of, a, you know, I talked a little bit about this when you were mentioning it is it is something so unique and something you would never expect it to see in a theme park. You would never expect Disney or Universal or anybody to do anything like this. Like three years ago, I don't think the technology existed to do half the stuff they did in this. Like it's very much something of cutting edge technology an immersive theater. And there is something magical about it. And to your point, the fact that you are fully immersed in this, and if you really let yourself go, it is it is almost a transcendent experience, a part of it. Um, and it, it was really a highlight and one of the best things we've ever done at a theme park related Disney, uh, however you want to, you know, whatever whatever your kind of criteria is, it's one of the best things we've ever done.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and again, kind of going back to what you were just saying about adventures by Disney being so well planned out, you didn't have to worry about that. With being on the halcyon, it was just so interesting knowing that there's stuff going on behind the scenes and planning and talking going on with the different actors because they're not remembering everybody's name. I mean, they're interacting with a ton of people, but yet they make you feel so special that it it is just... it's kind of mind-boggling to take a step back and just think like, wow, how does all of this even work?
1: And I think that's the other reason why I like it so much is because it is an experience that sticks with you and you really kind of like think about it a lot to your point where uh, because it is uh, immersive theater and because it is essentially a play that you're a part of, you do start to think about that of like, well, I only saw this portion of the performance yes. because this is all I was on. I know there were other characters and other things were happening during this time, but I don't know what they were. And so you start to wonder, well, I'd kind of like to go back and maybe see what was that other piece and, and how did that tie in Because because that group kind of was a part of my story for a little bit, but I don't know how they got there. And I don't know where they went after that. And so, yeah, you start wondering, at least me, and you you kind of start wanting to map it out. And then to your point, everything behind the scenes of making sure everybody's in their queue at the right time because you do have the... Uh, variability of guests that that a guest is maybe going to stop your character when you know you need to do something or or something unexpected is going to happen because it's not it's not like a play where it's you have a set cue and it's you know right. it's going to be two and a half hours and it's going to be done it's if you're talking to somebody you have to kind of get out of that because you have to be yeah. over here and, and, and just the way it all works is, is amazing and it you really do start thinking about it and it sits with you and, and you find yourself weeks or months later think about like Oh yeah, yeah. How do they do that?
0: Yeah, the only other thing we've ever done that remotely even touches on some, being somewhat like that is Sleep No More in New York. Um, but again, you are not, you're kind of almost like a ghost to them. Like they don't really acknowledge yeah, that you're You're, you're, you're participating yeah. in it, but you are kind of immersed in it. And you're like on the basically, the whole building is the stage and you're on the stage with all the actors. So it has like a similar thing. So if you've ever done Sleep No More, it has a similar kind of feel.
1: That's it's a similar feel where it's like, yeah, I wonder what the different characters are yes, doing. Yes. But it's much more structured where, yes, I guests aren't going to throw off the timing. Like it's all right, right. happening kind of according to the schedule. Exactly. All right. So getting to my number one, as I mentioned earlier, definitely
0: not the number one this for sure because I was Angela. not involved because you know I don't know what Joe's thinking here.
1: All right. So this was on a solo trip. That I took a few years wah, ago. Wah, wah. So uh, Angela, <laughs> Angela was not there. Uh, I was down there for work. Um, yeah, I probably so, can get off work. So I went down as a solo trip. Um, but the the best memory I've had at Disney was this day. So I, I had, really can't
0: put, believe you put this at number one. By the way, I, I have no idea what it is, but I cannot believe
1: you know what it is that you, you had
0: th- the the gall to put
1: this as your number right, one. Well, I did. I did. All right. <laughs> Nobody ever said yours all had to involve things you did with me. All right. So I went and I had a unused child's ticket from when I went in the mid nineties. And so I was going down for work Okay, and my mom had this ticket still. And this was back in the day when they did not expire. So before like, you know, nineties, I think before animal kingdom, because um, this was definitely from before Animal Kingdom. You you bought tickets and they never expired. So if you bought like a four or five day ticket and you used three days, you could still have two days. So I had a ticket. It was a child's ticket because I was like six years old when this happened with one day left on it. And my mom was like, I have a ticket. You can take it. They say it never expires. So I said, I'm going to go. And I'm going to use this ticket. I'm going to hit all of the parks. This was a park hopper ticket too. I couldn't go to animal kingdom. And so I went and it was so funny because I had to I had a paper ticket and I had to try to get a ticket. And they're like one, they're like, hold have I don't know. I've never seen a ticket from like 20 years ago. Like, I don't know what to do with this. And they're like, okay, yeah, we can get you a ticket. And then they saw it was a child's ticket. And they're like, well, where's the child at? And I said, it's me. I'm the child. And they looked at me like I was crazy. And then they looked and saw it was from like 94, 95. four, ninety five. They're like, "Oh yeah, it's you," because it's you know it's linked again to your name or whatever. So I'm like, "No, it's me. I'm the child here. I just, you know, I'm just using it twenty years later when I was an adult." And they were like so taken aback. So it was such a fun interaction with a cast member to even get into the parks that it like it really set the tone for like this is just going to be a fun day. It's almost like I'm playing with the house's money. This was a ticket that my mom probably spent like $4 on, you know, back back in the 90s, you know, $4. It, I don't know, they were cheap back then, like 20 bucks, you know. It's Right. it was but. back in the day. And so it's like I'm playing with the house's money. I can do whatever I want. And yeah, I have this great interaction where I'm like, okay, we'll do this, but but where's the child? Who's using? I'm like, it's it's me. I I'm using it here. And they were like, What? What's happening? And they're <laughs> like, Oh my, yeah, like it it is you. So and, and doing that and then being able to go to all of the parks and again just just have fun. It was like whatever I wanted to do. There was no pressure because again, I didn't pay for this ticket. It was just such a blast, and it made for such a great story. Like I called you and told you about it, (laughs) and I told my parents. Like my, you know, my mom loved it. She thought it was great that you know I was able to use the ticket, and uh, and I had that great interaction. So it made for a funny story. It made for a memorable day. I remember like the weather was great. It was warm. Uh, It was in uh, April, so it wasn't like too humid, but it was still like you know seventies, eighties. So just a great Florida day. Great day to be at the parks. And nothing beats basically going for free. Absolutely loved it. So that was definitely my number one moment. Unfortunately, Angel, I'm sorry you were not there. Yeah, nothing beats
0: going for free. Not with your wife, but just going for free. Yeah. So, you know what? I will allow this. I will give you a pass on this because it was a really funny story. Yeah,
1: it's a great story. And I, I absolutely loved it. And I am sad... That it will never happen again because that is the only ticket I had with unused days on, it, and they don't do that anymore. So this is something that's kind of lightning in a bottle. Will never happen again. And I
0: will say, you know, just to kind of add to this, like Joe is six foot three. He is a a very tall man. He has a beard, so he looks nothing like a child. So the fact that he's presenting this ticket, I mean, I feel like the fact that I know what you look like and I can visualize you, that just makes it even funnier. Yeah, it was
1: very funny. Yeah. So, yeah. It, I it's was just, like, it's I from the see- 90s. It, I, I had it back then.
0: Yeah, I could see you presenting it to the person and she's looking up at you, her neck about to break, being like, what on earth are this man is trying to claim to be a child, but oh, wait, I guess the timeline does work out. Like, it, it's just, it's a great story.
1: I mean, I really had no problems. I mean, it maybe took me like 10 minutes to get the paper ticket. Did they
0: send you to guest relations? Well,
1: I, I had to go. at. I went to... I believe I was at Epcot. I'm pretty sure I was at Epcot. And I went up to the ticket where you purchase tickets. And I said, Hey, I have this. And they helped me right there. And I, I, they gave me a card. They, you know, converted it to like a, a card so that because everything's like with the you know magic band readers and stuff like that mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean it maybe took like 10 minutes it, it wasn't hope, even that difficult so. i
0: hope they framed that ticket like i I'm, i can't I imagine still have it.
1: they gave it to me they gave it back yeah. to you okay i was gonna, yeah. we
0: should frame that because that's that's a pretty cool piece of like disney memorabilia
1: yeah they you know they um Stamp like, it or something, they like nullify yeah, it, yeah, yeah, and then uh, then you get it, but yeah, great, great experience. So, yeah, overall, I mean, we've had a lot of great experiences together. I've had one <laughs> by myself, <laughs> but yeah, but but a lot of fun. So, that wraps up the show for this week. Again, want to thank all of our listeners, everybody that supported us through these 250 episodes. Here's to the next 250. If you want to help us get there, please leave us a rating or a review, subscribe wherever you get your podcast, tell your friends. Hey, get get on now. They're, they're at 250. They're going another 250. It's time to hop on board. So, <laughs> But we really do uh, appreciate all of your support.
0: Yes, we do. Thanks for letting us your ears.
1: Have a great week, everybody, and we'll see you here next Monday.
0: Bye-bye.